Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Five-hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five Hour Tea, caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight from the makers of Five Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. This February, history will be made. Millions will watch as 80 years of unjust stigma is left in the past. A product that drove good people to the black market will be revealed as one that's creating a new global market. This February, what inspired the symbol of counterculture? Will at long last be seen as just culture? The new normal is coming. Will you be one of the first to see it? Visit MedMen.com to watch an exclusive preview. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Oh, all right. Howdy, howdy, everyone. Welcome to One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and I'm so excited. We're here in Hollyweird, California at Temple Bay Studios. It's our new show. Big shout out to my producer, Mr. JW, John Williams. Hey, Jasper. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. It's good to see October. You. This fall. weather's amazing. <laughs> Right? Are you, are you adjusting to? The, I love it. I came in from well, Palm Springs yeah. is really nice too. Like yeah. eighty-five during the day, sixty-five at night. You I know. just don't like it getting dark so soon. That's, That's true. Um, anyway, on a different note, please everyone follow us on social media at one on one. What does your morning sound like? <laughs> That's Daddy's little man. Morning, Daddy. Grab your usual from Mickey D's. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Start your day at McDonald's with a refreshingly bold large McCafe iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer or any combo meal. One with J. Cole. One-on-one J. Cole is Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Or you can go to my website, jaspercole.com, and there's links to the show. And um, I want to say thanks to everyone. We had such a great response to our last podcast, which was our kickoff uh, series on the homeless epidemic in L.A., especially in L.A., but across the country. Yeah. Um, we had Georgia Kylenberg, which was great. And awesome, yeah. And so we had mentioned that we're going to do an ongoing series. So I wanted to be sure and welcome our special guest today, Mr. Franklin Abrams. Hello, buddy. Hello. How are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Yeah, so we had talked last week about wanting to show all the different faces of homelessness and what's happened in the community. And we had been mentioning that we wanted to find an actual live person who has been homeless, lived to tell about it, is thriving, but more importantly, was able to take advantage in a good way of the services that are available. And navigate the system That's well, the key word, navigate the system, yeah. because it can be overwhelming. So It is. Yeah, so first of all, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for thank wanting you. to share your story with everybody. And I know it's going to help a lot of people. JW and uh, Franklin have been friends for a long time. Yeah. It's been a while. But it's been a while. Yeah. Six years. Six, seven years, yeah. Six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, when JW really came up with this idea of doing the, the whole series, mm-hmm. and I was, of course, excited about it, he mentioned early on, you know, I have this friend, I think he'd be the perfect person to kick off the 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 series because of your story and why don't you tell us all tell everyone a little bit if you don't mind of your journey how it started and how you actually found yourself homeless well i started 
um, when I, I had moved away from California and was living in Virginia because my father was sick. Okay. And suffering from heart disease. So he wanted me to not wait for him to die. Sure. And wanted me to go back to California and start my life over again. Right. So I came back and I um, was dealing with um, money running out. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would have enough money to sustain myself. Right. As and most, a lot of people do. Yeah. And it turned out that I didn't. Did did some things happen unexpected or just looking back now, things that you couldn't foresee that took some of the money? I or? thought that I could get a job and I couldn't understand why I couldn't get a job mm-hmm. at that time. And then that was going to be revealed to me later. Later. Got it. And so what happens is you find the money running out and you're thinking, what am I going to do? What was your, in looking back in life now, like what had you ever, like a lot of us, we don't think about the homeless situation. You know, we never think we're going to be homeless. Or Well, at first I was occupied with my storage unit mm-hmm. out in Alhambra. Right. You know, and maintaining that. And um, so I spent a lot of time doing that during the day. Got it. And then I realized that you know, I have to keep myself clean mm-hmm. and well taken care of. So I looked up a shelter that was in Pasadena. And I went out there to their shelter and then I ate. And I, I would go out three three days out of the week just to get a warm shower and food, to, and-, food and to talk to the case managers. Okay. And let me ask you, did, when you say you looked it up, did you go online or did you have on on the phone? Because a lot of people I don't think even know how to find it. I connected with the Department of Social Services. Okay. It's a great step. Yes. Because they can then link people up in which, whatever you. area they're in. They're and, in. Right. And you were, they hooked you up with the Pasadena That's correct. area. Now, at that point, had you were you already... Uh, homeless? I was already homeless. I was living in my car. Okay. And how long had that been going on for? I guess for about two or three weeks. Not So not not a long time. But not a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Altogether, I spent about six months in my car. Though, okay. Well, thank God you, I could get out thank God you had the car. Yeah, thank God I you did know, have the because car. Because we talked last time about the various... Mm-hmm degrees of homelessness you know the people who have their car the ones that have hotels Mm -hmm. you know there's this whole population of homeless hotel living Mm -hmm. there was a word for it i forgot what we said last week i did that too you did that too right yeah and then there's the you know there's the homeless that are really they don't think about it but they're like couch surfing Mm -hmm. with friends but they don't actually have the place and then they're the ones who are literally that we see on the Pretty much, if you don't have an, right. an address registered in your name, you are homeless. technically homeless. Yeah. You're technically homeless. Does that yeah. does that count like a PO box? Because you know you can get a PO box. I did have a PO box with the determination to live in Hollywood. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I went and opened a PO box in Hollywood, and that gives you an actual address from where I live now. Ironically, right? Ironically, yeah. wow. There are no accidents in life. There are no. But for those who don't have access to a P.O. box, you know, to pay for one and so forth, uh, the Department of Social Services does offer for homeless folks um, the important type of mail, anything dealing with Medi-Cal renewal or your GR, which is your general relief, or anything dealing with your uh, CalFresh food stamps. Right. Okay. So that you can have some correspondence back and forth and maybe Social Security, right. um, SSI, SSDI. I did that too. Okay. Because I was also receiving SSI at the time. So th- th- you had a bank account? I had a bank account. So that can continue and they can directly deposit into or, my account. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, sorry. So when you connected with the, the services in Pasadena, so like you said, that gave you a place to, to groom and shower and have food or whatever. Right. But then, like you said, you were thankful to have your car. I was thankful to have my car, even though it was difficult because I, at times, I, I had to deal with break-ins, mm. attempted break-ins. 
And and how would you know where to park your car or places? I would park it where the truckers parked in Alhambra. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. You become very resourceful. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to become very resourceful. Um, But he still ended up getting tickets. And if you want to talk about that. I did get tickets, yeah. yeah. Because? $35. Sixty dollars. One was ninety dollars. Parking like on street cleaning. Sleeping or? in my car. Oh, oh! You get ticketed for being in your car sleeping. Yes. Now see, I there's an example yeah. of a revelation. I didn't know you could get a ticket for that. Yeah. So there's an example of how is that? How are we helping the homeless when we're actually finding them mm-hmm. and ticketing them exactly. for living in the only thing they have that's keeping them safe and warm and whatever? Right. Would you be in? They would. Would they also talk to you when they're giving you the ticket? Um, one officer did says you're not allowed to sleep in your car here, and uh, but most would just leave. I would wake up in the morning and find the ticket. So they wouldn't actually you. wake you up or bother no. you. They would just leave the ticket. They ticket would just quota. leave the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the irony is, mm-hmm. then I guess if people if tickets build up, then they can put the boot on your car or they can they can go yeah. after go after you that way. Again, and I went before a judge and judge had no compassion at all. It was like, pay the ticket. Yeah, pay the ticket. I, I'm homeless and I don't have money, so where are we going to get the money to pay the ticket Exactly. From? So what did you do, Franklin, in that case? I um, eventually, when I was in um, transitional housing, I met a friend named Jesse. And Jesse loaned me the money to pay the ticket. He also loaned me the money because I was paying for my uh, storage unit in Alhambra. So I didn't have enough money to pay for car insurance. Right. So he loaned me the money to pay for car insurance. And then I paid paid him back. Wow. So from from starting to go to the shelter in Pasadena... What other services from there you were able? Because you mentioned I talked transitional. to homeless people, and they told me don't go to Skid Row. Mm-hmm. They said there's a shelter in L.A. located over on Broadway Place. Okay. I don't remember the name of it, but I went there, and they had parking for my car, and I um, got a meal. And my goal was to meet with the case manager or a social worker. Because I could see that people that were homeless and suffering from alcoholism and mental illness and um, drug abuse, Mm -hmm. they were getting them housing. Sort of ahead of other people. I mean, that was a priority. Yeah, that was a priority. Right. So I met with a case manager there. and Well, actually, she was a social worker named Sarah. And um, Sarah, the first thing she did was she got me into a motel in Hollywood Okay. on Sunset for three weeks. Wow. And Is that that's paid for through with the vouchers? or they With just, the voucher system, okay. yes. So, so again, it's most important that people can hook up with a caseworker. That's important, right, yes, to start the step. And then that caseworker, how, how hard or easy is it to get... A caseworker is that a can that be a whole ordeal itself or uh i waited during the day okay uh, most of the shelters empty out during in the morning in the morning after breakfast okay and i waited around to see her right and uh at the same time as getting me into the motel she also had me fill out applications for housing okay and one of them was for hollywood community housing corporation which is where you... Where I currently reside. Right. And now, had, had you already gotten that P.O. box in Hollywood prior to that? Uh, yes, I did. So that's yeah. the irony we were saying earlier. You you had it in your mind you wanted to be in Hollywood, but you ended up in Hollywood. But the P.O. box wasn't the key ingredient to getting me housing. It was having a phone and a phone number. That's the other thing, mm-hmm. right. Thankfully, they have the uh, low-cost phone service, right. or, or free, really, now. Um, right. Based if you are qualifying for food stamps or for general relief, you can get right. a, a phone, uh, a cell phone. You know, so that's... And, you know, Franklin is an example, too, of um, there was, you know, you're not a drug addict. 
mm-hmm. you can meet you and see that you have all your faculties together. And I'm sure a caseworker, you're like a perfect, like, um, perfect protege. They're, they're thrilled when they meet someone like you because they think, oh, right. wow, I can really, you can really t- take advantage of the services we offer. Because then if you bring in, because I'm just thinking about looking at Franklin and meeting him, um, you bring in someone who was extremely mentally ill or drug addicted, left right. to their own devices, they they would have to they would yeah. have to do the follow up calls and all that stuff. Right. Exactly. And that's why they don't And I was mentally ill. I I didn't know it at the time, but I had met with the social worker with the um when I met with the doctor over at um Skid Row. She also worked at Ranch Raider Clinic mm-hmm. over on Mission Road. And she said, come to Ranch Raider Clinic for your medical appointments. And there's free parking and you don't have to worry about your vehicle. Which is great. And through her, I met a social worker named Ramona. And I, for, I saw her for four weeks, once a week. Okay. And at the end of the fourth week, Ramona said, we're going to get you into housing. But there's also another issue we need to deal with, and it's your mental health. And she said, I see this or get the impression that you're struggling Mm -hmm. with some sort of mental disease. So she said, I need for you to go upstairs with me to the third floor to the psychiatric department. And I've set up an appointment, emergency appointment with you and Dr. Dr. Turkin, who was the chief of psychiatry for the county of L.A. Wow. At that time. And he diagnosed me with um, schizophrenia. And prior to that, did you have any idea or had you been having... I knew that I was having hallucinations and I didn't understand them. Okay. And I was also suffering from auditory schizophrenia where I would hear voices. Wow. How, for a long, long time had that happened or just... It had happened, it started happening when I became homeless. So maybe the, the stress, mm-hmm. the, the stress of all that yes. and the fear and the whatever mm-hmm. brings yes. that on. Yes, it did. But the fact you were able to deal with that and still be lucid yeah. and deal... Doc, Dr. Turkin said that I was a functional schizophrenic, which was rare. Wow. Yeah. And then I'm assuming, hope you got, were you medicated? Were they able to give you? He immediately prescribed medication for me. And did and you notice an immediate? It took six months to to really get it leveled. To, to get it leveled, yeah. Wow, and, but but see again, Franklin's yeah. a perfect example where there there the services are there mm-hmm. for people. Like this is what Georgia kept stressing. The importance of having social workers. Yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. being able to, you know, because George is stressed, as, and I think Franklin listened to the show, and for mm-hmm. those of you who did not, we talked about how when we encounter homeless people, a lot of times the first thing we want to do is give them food right. or money, and she kept saying, you know, there's places for the food and whatever what they need is That's true. the other services mm-hmm. that they are not equipped sometimes to yeah. know how to get. They need a connection to care, and it starts with us by being compassionate. Right. Yeah. Right. But again, I think you were sort of... And a, Ramona was an amazing social worker. So it, it, she went above and beyond the call of duty. They're they're the real angels mm-hmm. that are out yeah. there. Yeah, and they work for the county, right? They work Most, for the county. For the county, yeah. Uh, probably overworked, you know, overworked. underpaid. Mm-hmm. Yes, underpaid. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's the other thing Georgia talked about is mm-hmm. how many people there are compared to how many social workers, yeah. you know. How many administrators there are versus the actual people. So you already had income. I mean, you said you were getting... I was receiving SSI. Right. But, you know, JW, Mm -hmm. you think about, guys, you think about, so someone who has no income, that's not getting anything. um, Do you know what the... And the the, um, Social Security Administration did discontinue my SSI. Mm. They they have discontinued. They did discontinue. Oh, they did. It while I was in transitional housing, and, and that's a process in itself to get SSI. Oh, and that's then a, what? Yeah, yeah. What happened was Dr. Turkin wrote a letter mm-hmm. 
to them saying that I was that I had a dual diagnosis, mm-hmm. HIV and schizophrenia. And did you know about the HIV at the time? I have been HIV positive for 37 years. Okay, so that was something you were already dealing with. Dealing with. Okay. Yeah. And you had you had medical uh you had access to medicine then or Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So you already had that Through taken work. care of. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, there are, and there are other people out there who mm-hmm. who have the HIV too, and they don't have access to the medications. Yeah. Although, yeah, they don't. There, Some don't. There are um, are there. There's the ADAP system. A, I know about ADAP. Okay, yeah. that's still happening because you know so much got cut, like the Ryan White right, Act right, got yeah. cut, and depends on which administration comes in or which governor is running California, and so it's been. Up and down. Well, things are going pretty good for California. We're lucky here. Yeah. We're lucky, which is why they are sending a lot of the people here. Did you? Yeah. Did you know? Did you already know that when Georgia talked about that last week? Yes, I that, did. You know, she told I work us with uh, Pacific Lions Care, who provides um, assistance for housing for people that are homeless and HIV positive. Well, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, and, I want to talk about uh, the work you're doing also, now. Um, uh, helping them to get. Uh, benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Such as ADAP, if they don't qualify, right, for an insurance. So, from what would you say was your biggest transit? You got into transitional housing. Tell everyone what that is. Transitional housing is project. Well, the transitional housing. There are different types of transitional housing available. The one that I got into was Project New Hope. Okay. And Project New Hope has homes throughout L.A. and um, Long Beach, Santa Monica, and they uh, provide housing for men who are HIV positive and have AIDS. Wow. And there's probably a service set up for women also? Or? At the homes, they have a a social worker, a psychologist, a nurse, and... Probably everything, right? And a case manager. Case manager. And again, for everyone listening, you know, this is... This, these are services that are provided by the county and by the state. Right. Um, but that's back to what we were saying. California is known for having such great services that other states are actually sending their homeless, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to California. To California. They give them the reason. voucher. They put them on the planes or the buses or pay for their trips to come yes, out here um, to take advantage of, I, I mean, take advantage in a good mm-hmm. way, but partake in the services. But then... It just overloads a system that's already overloaded. That's true. And I guess the question would be, wouldn't it be nice to have a federal system that just sort of let California be an example how other states, you know, could model their services? Yes. And maybe the federal government could kick in funding. I. I'm, let's just forget about the one we have now. This one. I mean, we, if we're if we're waiting on Trump right. to help it, you know what? You're better off homeless. I'm yeah, sorry. That's no, true. I'm kidding. He has no compassion. But yeah, if you just if you just hang on for a little bit longer till we can get rid of him. But assuming we had an, a normal, sane president, mm-hmm. uh, it would be nice to have a, some sort of federal something that affected all the states. Right. Yeah. And under Obama, we did. We did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There were so many services we that... We did. And now he's ignored those programs or cut off funding or to cut them. them. Trying to control the CDC. Right. And uh, other agencies to deal with HIV and AIDS throughout the country and homelessness. So when you got into your, your home in Hollywood, um, from, from that point, you eventually started working again, right? Uh, yeah, I was at transitional housing for 18 months and then on my birthday that's why I'm glad I kept my phone yeah and the same telephone number I got a call from Consuelo Lopez who is director of housing at Hollywood Community Housing Corporation and she said are you still interested in an apartment and I said yes she said no I like my car no no, (laughs) 
I've gotten used to it. Right. No, I'm kidding. No, she was, I love that you can remember was, all of their names, too, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. While I was calling her on a regular basis. Got to it. To check on your status. To check on my status, mm-hmm. yeah. So you were on a waiting list. So I was on a waiting list. Mm-hmm. A seven-year waiting list. Wow. Oh, ouch. In 18 months. And she called me on my birthday. So you were fast-tracked because of your dual diagnosis? I was fast-tracked because okay. of my dual diagnosis. Otherwise, it was going to be a seven-year waiting? Otherwise, it was going but to as be But as, as is, it was 18 months? It was 18 months. And just so everyone listening gets it, where were you living during those 18 months? In transitional housing in Long Beach and Padawan. Okay, got it. So just so people understand, you weren't mm-hmm. still in your car. That's no, what we were saying. Not. They provide that initial mm-hmm. transitional, I mean, the, the place while you were waiting to get to permanent housing. Right. And transitional is group housing, so is it you're sharing a room? It's group housing. Okay. You're sharing a room. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, how long after when you got your permanent house did you go back into the w- workforce? Two years. Two ago. years. Yeah. And tell everyone what, what you do now. I um, am a facilitator for a uh, Stein uh, Medical PC. Got it. And I run a support group every Monday and Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. for the organization. And I uh, help people deal with the, uh, what we deal with is HIV, AIDS, and recovery. And recovery. Yeah. Which so much of that goes together now with it does go drugs and HIV and it does yeah yes. yeah well you see you are truly uh, a success story of mm-hmm. from homeless to being thriving and yes I am yeah and I think if if I had to say what do you think was the one thing that kept you going the most it allowed you to hang in there. You had hope? I had my friends. When I moved into transitional housing, I didn't have any friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I really wasn't in contact with my family. Right. And um, uh, Jesse and Cornell and their families, I connected with them. Right. And we just sort of all worked together. As a team. As a team to get through that situation. Right. You know, now I'm living in Hollywood in my apartment. Cornell is living in Apple Valley in his apartment. Uh, Jesse is living in a house in Long Beach. Okay. With a lady, a wonderful woman, who who pulled him in off of the street. Wow. And said, you've got to come and stay with me. And he's been there now for seven years. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it's it shows you the 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 help is there. The power of community. But yeah. it's the a process. Power, power, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people, friends, have to become family. You know, they do. That's, that's, and a lot of people are shunned by their families. They're not. They don't have family anyway, and the ones they have, they're not in communication with or support. That's but right. It's um. So when you you see now how the epidemic of homelessness is just getting bigger and bigger in Los Angeles. I mean, oh, yes. you, you see it around. We were just talking about... I see it at work because a lot of the clients... Are homeless. Are homeless. Right. And um, I also meet a lot of people from other parts of the country mm-hmm. that have come here to get assistance. Right. For, what we were talking about. The company yeah. that I work for. Well, I guess the question for you guys is, do you believe... What do you think? Do you think th- there are more homeless people today strictly because of economic issues than yeah. than because the old cliche was always they're mentally ill, mm-hmm. they're on drugs or they're alcohol, you know, it's, yeah. it's substance right. abuse and it's mental illness, and that's mm-hmm. why and that's why they're out there, or you know, or they're the, they're mentally ill who don't have medications. Yeah. These are the, like things you hear. Right. That's right. But I believe and I think we see now this mm-hmm. is this is the new class of homelessness are people who are who were one paycheck away from yes. homelessness. Oh, yes. Two paychecks away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and we're talking about in LA it, it's so expensive to live here. Yes. There there's not they're not on drugs. They're not mentally right. ill. They're not. And that's 
that's the, the lack new of phase affordable of, housing, definitely. Right. And yeah, then what that perpetuates with the poverty cycle mm-hmm. and then the breakdown that happens during that. You know, and the shame of it and, shame and not wanting and to ask for help. Associated. Mm-hmm. And then that just compounds the issue and then it leads, you know, it snowballs into. You need more organizations like Hollywood Community Housing mm-hmm. Corporation, yes. <clears throat> like West Hollywood Community Housing Corporation. Right. And they not only put you in an apartment, they don't forget about you. That's a good point. There's follow-up care. You have to meet with a residence. I have to meet with a residence services coordinator once a month. Okay. And I have to fill out, um, what do they call them? Um, The recertification? No, not the recertification, but like a... Oh, what did they call them? Like a flow chart or something. It's a form okay. that I have to take into my doctor, to my pharmacist, to my dentist. I see. And have them fill like it out. Like a record of. It's a record. It's like a care plan? A care plan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, to show that I'm still in care mm-hmm. and being taken care of. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I'm meeting my appointments. Not only that, they every year they go over a recertification mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with you as well as the housing authority. Right. Mm-hmm. But they go through their own recertification and they go through all of your bills. To, to make, make sure, sure you're still you're, qualifying. Mm-hmm. or Yeah. And that you're not running into any problems and paying your bill. Right. And that you're... Um, that's that you're driving. Because Franklin's part of a program called Shelter Plus Care, Care. which is under the HOPWA program, which okay. is the Housing Opportunity with People with AIDS. That's what that acronym is. Which was for. started by HUD. Mm-hmm. Got it. Under the HUD program, which yeah. is a, a version of the Section 8 program, but right. slightly different because of the uh, medical care. Uh, so pretty much of, for anyone listening out there, there, there seems to be a service for whatever category you may fit into if you're right. if you're dealing with if you're homeless with mm-hmm. hiv there's hapa there's a sort mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if you're I, i'm assuming pregnant i mean there's just so many things yeah. categories to think if about if you're a family that's substance, homeless, abuse, well. substance abuse substance mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. mentally ill substance abuse mm-hmm. mentally ill yeah. we have all of those situations in my building and the people are thriving wow and it's low income, and the entire building is Section 8. It's about 30 units. It's great. And um, the people are thriving, and all the neighbors get along well. It's well managed. Managed, mm-hmm. which, is, which important. is an important thing. And there's community events You know, as because well, right? they're community events. Mm-hmm. But if there's something that goes wrong in my apartment, it's normally fixed within 24 hours. Wow. That's... Which I've rented... Outside, I was going to say, well, I mean, you know, and dealt with managers, you can wait forever, and you can wait forever to get something taken care of, yeah. But because they are um, monitored by the federal government, Mm -hmm. and you have the inspection by the housing authority, by the federal government, Mm -hmm. I even had the Department of Justice come in and do a measurement of my apartment. Wow, and I said, "Well, what does the Department of Justice um, doing measuring my apartment?" <laughs> and I was told by the inspector that it, within the Department of Justice is an office of discrimination. Oh, I see, and that's why they were there. Interesting. Yeah, but let's be clear: this is not a handout. It's a. It, it's it, there's multiple hoops that he has to jump through jump in order through. to maintain all of this. Uh, scrutiny in terms of financial records, mm-hmm. uh, having to submit bank account information uh, right. once a year to both apartment management and also to uh, the housing authority. So it's double, uh, double the work, and uh, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of when we used to it say that it was a, a part time job. It is a just part-time to job. maintain just to the maintain, records and everything. Yeah. Right. Which again is my point about. Mm-hmm. It, it, Thankfully, Franklin's able to do it. Yes. But for the people who aren't, aren't high functioning, high yes. functioning. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of the words. Yeah. Um, they fall through the cracks, they do. or they uh, they can't keep up with the paperwork. And they end up and back in the system, going back through the, the same system. process, and having to wait 
for God knows how long um, because of the waiting list being so long. It's, you know, it's... And that's where you have to work at catching yeah. people falling through the cracks. Right. Yeah, because if you're out of compliance, then you you're... Know. Yeah. You're, out, you're out. It's strict. It's very strict. The research I... <laughs> yeah. But it's helpful. I mean, I love my resident services coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so we have an excellent rapport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I was talking to her about, you know, people paying rent, you know, because she was saying, oh, I work with some people who have difficulty paying their rent. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, why is that? And she was telling me that there are other things that are going through their life Mm -hmm. and they're not meeting the requirements that they're supposed to meet. And I have to spend more time and energy working with them to make sure that they don't fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And wind up getting evicted. Yeah. Because on the flip side of that, it almost seems like not that not that they're looking for someone to miss take one misstep, but it's like you can easily be kicked out of the system. And there's so many people waiting. Because there are people waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. People but waiting it, that they want to give a chance to to see if they can follow through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like you we were talking about Skid Row earlier, so mm-hmm. You know, you think about, I don't know what the numbers, how many, Georgia said, what's the population down there? I forgot, in Skid Row now, thousands. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, in, in LA yeah. County, it's over 57,000. 57. Yeah. I, I guess I wonder how many of those people are waiting, you know, are they... Yeah, are, going through the process. Are they in the process and that's where they yeah. are? Right. Um, well, keep in mind. Let's get a, get into a little bit of of the facts of how much a person, let's say, that has no income, right. living in L.A. County, um, gets to survive on if they don't qualify for, let's say, SSI mm-hmm. or SSDI. Um, so there's a program called General Relief, and I don't think it's been adjusted for 30 years. But the amount you receive total, guess what you would receive in cash aid, that is a grant that needs to be paid back to the county, uh, depending on if you were to come into SSI That's or something correct. like that. Oh, you bet you pay it back. You pay, you pay it, it back. back. Guess how much that I is. I had to pay per, it back. Per, per month? month? Per month. Just take a random well, guess. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be some low, stupid a number, 300 very close. Two hundred and twenty-one dollars. Oh, you can't even get two Starbucks. Two hundred and twenty-one dollars. <laughs> now you can also qualify for CalFresh, which is food stamps. Right. But the maximum uh, single person who I believe is not homeless uh, would receive is one hundred and ninety-two dollars a month for food. And if you're homeless and you qualify for the Hot Meals program, so you could use your EBT card, mm-hmm. your electronic benefits transfer card. Right at various different places like restaurants and so forth that support EBT. But a lot of restaurants don't want to do that because it turns into homeless shelters mm-hmm. because of the loitering that goes on because they're right. off the streets. And, right. But, you know, it's, it's such an important program for restaurants for people who are homeless. Right. It is, yeah. yes. Do people take it? Do people use that though? They, they do. do. They, yeah, I did. Like subways well, I and, very, and that did. really helped, yeah. right? Yeah, it really helped. Mm-hmm. And delis, hot delis well, at the I'm grocery store. Thinking, you know, to that thing we talked about, where the, you called it bridge. What's the bridge? The bridge housing, like mm-hmm. com- building housing mm-hmm. for In the lots. homeless. Mm-hmm. What about having restaurants or? Yeah. Um, places for homeless you yeah. know like the restaurants or certain cafes that and there are, are i don't know so much well, in LA, they did, but, when i was yeah. in the voucher system for mm-hmm. the motel there was a calls juniors at um i think now chick-fil-a is there on sunset on sunset yeah. i know where that is yeah but there was a calls junior and i would go there for my three meals so they provided a day and they provided the food okay they would give me a a ticket Oh, wow. That I would take and then I would order what I needed. And well, keep, that's... keep in mind, when he receives SSI, he doesn't receive food stamps. Right. That's a separate yes. program. That's a separate So program. he has to pay for food out of the SSI income. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then once you start working, then you that income it balances, balances out. out, adjust with what they provide or whatever. Right. But again, that's I'm all... I'm able to buy food because I'm working for right. You don't get penalized for it. You know, because some people get yeah trapped in a they system do. sometimes mm-hmm. because they you, you can't make too much or you lose a service exactly. and yet but but you you're trying to get yourself out of a situation so it's a well back to the two twenty one for the gr if you receive any money um, <laughs> over two hundred twenty one dollars it 
they discount your your GR receipts. So right, you, they see, do, yeah. So you have to report every month how much you receive. So if you're making anything over $221, one, Who you can do anything with $221? Uh, I paid for my storage. It was $200. Well, so, okay. Well, that's... But that didn't put... Yeah. It didn't put... Food, but, but fortunately, but I was in get, transitional right. housing, which was free. Got it. And they can forfeit the 221 and turn it into a housing or actually hotel voucher. Okay. Um, they were doing that, and I have to go and look and see if that's still going on. But remember that... There was a program at one point which would allow you to transfer your 221 into a housing voucher, which was for a hotel stay. Are there other hotels in L.A. that are set up strictly for vouchers? Are there all just regular hotels that also honor the vouchers? I think they're working on getting more, but um, they've re- recently started converting hotels into homeless That's what I was thinking, rehabilitation homes. Which is a great yeah. idea, right? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean... I know the one that I stayed at, they no longer take vouchers. Okay. But mm-hmm. so it used to, it was just sort of like yeah. a, they take so many vouchers probably, or an X right. number, but it yeah. was a, a regular hotel that everybody stayed at. Right. And paid, okay. Yeah, and you know, back to not in my neighborhood, what yeah. do you call it, NIMI? Uh, uh, NIMBYs. NIMBYs. Mm-hmm. Um, when we lived in... West Hollywood for yeah. 20 years, um, you know, the apartment building next to us, they, they, they just happened to have some Section 8 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you could be Section 8, but you didn't have to be Section 8. Yeah. Right. And then it became like this big deal that some of the other neighbors found out that there was Section 8, but they were protesting the Section 8, but these people were... Yeah. Uh, um, Section 8 is a phenomenal program. Right. That I think that should be encouraged by the federal government, not discouraged. Not discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's 30% of your income. Right. Which makes it affordable for low-income people. Yeah. So in Los Angeles, I think a maximum of $50,000. With with the federal and state and housing authority inspections that go along with it, it keeps it well-maintained. Mm-hmm. So the people that say, not in my backyard, um, that's not the case. Right. That's Like I said, in my um, neighborhood. My my building has been there since it was built in 2000. Mm -hmm. And it's been well maintained. And most people are shocked when I tell them it's a section. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that was my point. Like the building I'm talking about looked better than most of the buildings on my street that the complaining people were living in. Well, that actually may have been why they were pissed. That's why they're complaining, yeah. <laughs> think about that. Well, they're having but, mixed housing now with all the new units right. that are being built. They have to have a certain percentage that's, what that's I was thinking. designated for low-income. Right. And those are low-income units that pretty much are comparable to a market-rate unit. Right. But what I was saying earlier about the Section and, 8... And New York has been doing that for years, mm-hmm. by the way. Probably better than here. Yeah, yeah. so I, mean, I think... you know, they've... You can make maybe up to 50000 a year and still qualify for Section 8 in Los Angeles. But I think if you go over 50000 of course, you pay more in rent because you're taking well, yeah. 30%. And, you know, 50000 in L.A. is like... is low income. I mean, anywhere else, <laughs> 50000 yeah. a year would be... Yeah. If, and if my, in, if my income increase, mm-hmm. they just changed it two years ago. If my income increase and I my apartment is valued at one thousand forty five dollars a month, if I'm if my income increase and I'm able to pay the one thousand forty five, I can still keep my unit. Oh, okay, that's good. So you don't get penalized for making more money, right? And having being able to stay there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I guess the over. What's overwhelming for everyone, as we talked about with Georgia, mm-hmm. is you just don't, you feel a little paralyzed as to how do you start distributing these, how do you yeah. make sure the people that need it are getting mm-hmm. the services? You get overwhelmed, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I can see where people want to just like look, turn the other way. They feel too overwhelmed by it. Yeah. I've been keeping a close eye on, you know, what the county is doing with the homeless programs. And I really think that this is the year, in the last two years, it's really been an improvement. I mean, based on what I have, what I have seen mm-hmm. now, um, I'm t- 
talking to George about getting more involved with right. actually working on the streets. And he'd be really good at that. Yeah, Don't you I think, would, Franklin, he'd be really good? I, would, I mean, it's always been that. something near and dear I do. to my heart. I encourage homeless people yeah. to get off of the street yeah. and take advantage of the programs right. that are available. Mm-hmm. And I don't give them money. I don't give them food. Mm-hmm. I tell them about putting in an application. And even at work, uh, there are people that are looking for housing. Right. And I have a list of all of Hollywood Community Housing Corporation has, I think, about in between 10 to 12 buildings. Mm-hmm. Got it. And I give them the telephone numbers to each manager's wow, office. Wow, that's which great. Which is under Barker management. Which right? is under Most Barker them, management. Yeah. yeah. So if there's someone listening tonight, right, mm-hmm. here, whenever they're listening to this, um, and they're in L.A. and they're homeless, say they're in their car, yeah. we we say the first step is go to the Department of Service, um, Social Services. Social Services. Mm-hmm. Um, so your DPSS. DPS. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a computer mm-hmm. or a phone. Go to the library. Go to the library. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, is there, are there actual walk-in places that this they could go yes yeah at dpss yes, there, there are there's dps and there's a major application process that's involved with applying for food stamps and for okay. uh, general relief but they can just walk into it they all can f- walk in and go through it and you know go through the process um but it's it's taxing for somebody that is mentally challenged right. that's why we're saying right. uh it's for the high functioning sure mm-hmm. but Services really need to be catered to the folks who are mentally ill. Right, and that's not, not happening, right? That's not happening. Not that I can see. I mean, they're working with multiple agencies to mm-hmm. sort of coordinate, you know, better care. Um, and, 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 and that's where social workers come yes. in. Yes, yeah. right. And dealing with the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. You really have to have contact with the social worker. Social workers. Uh, case managers are good. Mm-hmm. But social workers are more educated. Right. They specialize. And they specialize in dealing with mentally Mm -hmm. ill people. People. Well, and that's, I'd love to, that's something we want to have on. We We want to have on a a social worker Mm -hmm. also who's down in the trenches. And then we were talking about having a politician or someone Mm -hmm. in the political arena, supervisor, Mm -hmm. um, who, who who can talk to why programs get stalled or what's what what they think yeah. they need mm-hmm. to actually help you know because yeah. it's easy to just blame the politicians right. or blame whoever's up there but then i'd love to hear from them in terms of well we're doing the best we can do mm-hmm. I, I guess the buck stops at the governor's office or each state is different i mean i guess it does i don't know i'm just yeah. so overwhelmed by the whole thing it's like it is overwhelming, and it's it's so many different angles to cover. So, right. I mean, to get the perspectives of all these different folks who different walks of life mm-hmm. is will help us understand. And I think that's what they're doing with all these agencies that they're working with is trying to get an overview from their perspective. Right. You know, from the mental health perspective, from the economic perspective, from you know various different. Uh, sadly, yeah. you can't legislate compassion. No, you know. No. So, getting right. trying to get people to to want to be compassionate. And that's where it comes to us. I right. mean, that's what the man in the mirror, you know, right. we have to look at our, right. ourselves right. and be compassionate towards, you know, and that's what Georgia was saying, make eye contact. Make eye contact. You know, right. um, treat offer them some like, hope. Yeah. Just don't treat them like invisible people. And so, far, you know, a lot of us do that because we're afraid that we're going to be guilted into doing something, you know, or, or just it's too much to cover. You or know? you don't want yeah. to offend people. Right, right. Sometimes I, I, I don't want to offend them by yeah. assuming yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of pride involved yeah. with all of us as human beings. And so, mm-hmm. it's a very tricky, I, I want to be respectful. Yeah. I've gone up to a few and offered help before and found out that they were mentally challenged and was yelled at, things like that. So, I know that it's a risk. Right. But you're right. You don't, you don't want to offend. You just want to offer support. and You, you know, don't want just, them to feel like you're pitying. Right, they, right. they don't need your pity. Yes, exactly. Um, but again, it depends if you Yeah, dealing. my neighbors get together every year during the Christmas holidays, and there's a park across the street from where I live, and a lot of homeless people try to settle in there. Mm-hmm. And um, they provide a meal. Mm. You know, and they Which actually nice. cook there in the park and provide a meal for them to eat. 
And Hollywood Community Housing does something and every... Hollywood Community Housing for their residents, yeah. they've been doing it now for eight years. At their resident over on um, Western mm-hmm. and Hollywood Boulevard in okay. their building, they have a party. And they provide you with a meal and entertainment. And they provide you with everything that you would need to make a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. And this year is being held on the 20th of November. That's great. And and when I say everything that you need, everything. Including the, the turkey, ditchy the relatives turkey, fighting, corn, <laughs> right. family members fist fighting, and family members fist fighting. <laughs> if you like, <laughs> I normally either take my turkey out to my aunt and uncle's house in Marina Valley, or I go down and visit Terry and Jesse in Long Beach. That's nice. And then we cook it and have a good time. That's nice. Now, do you have family left back on the East Coast? My mother's sister lives in Moreno Valley. Okay. With her husband, and they're ex-military. Got it. So they settled into Moreno So your Valley. aunt and uncle. Yes. That's nice that you have... And I go out and I visit them. Yeah. That's a drivable distance. Not yes, too bad. it is. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, again, I, and I think, JW, mm-hmm. let's say we'll put up on our, um, social, our media? social media pages mm-hmm. the department, the, the links for people. Yes. Th- yeah, because it varies from wherever you're located. But we have some people reaching out to us on, on Facebook, uh, you know, asking for resources and services. I know uh, one gentleman is going through the process of getting his Section 8. So he's already received the Section 8, and now he's going through trying to find it. A home, right? Which can be a daunting process, and you have a certain period of uh, time frame to do that within, and uh, you know, so it's it's challenging. But the resources are there, and it's all about you know asking for help, really, and, right? And, and trying to be connected to Connecting the right to people. And, yeah. and I would definitely remember Hollywood Community Housing Corporation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and their apartments are managed by Barker Management. Barker Management. And Barker Management is out of Orange County. Okay. Everyone can Google and, Barker Management. But Barker Management also has their own buildings mm-hmm. that are Section 8. Okay. Yeah. And there's other companies, um, you know, we're talking spe- specifically Los Angeles, right. but, you know, we've got a nationwide audience, actually worldwide audience. Worldwide. We've got people in France. I mean, I'm sure they still have increasing. A- but, uh, you know, we've you know, never talked about yeah. homelessness in other countries. Other countries. I mean, well, I, you know, I, I was mentioning I'm part of that global community and I was showing videos and people from all over the world were watching these videos and they're like, this is Los Angeles, this is America. And they could they, not they believe well, what right. they were seeing. Because it was third world country. You know? Places like most European countries, because yeah. they have socialized medicine yes. and I bet you they right. don't have this problem because they take care of right. them somehow. That's true. Yeah. Um, maybe when you get into some other countries like Venezuela, places right now that aren't doing so well. If we spent more money taking care of our people than we did on war, oh, we would well. be in a better position. <laughs> that's yeah. true. I mean, that's the problem is that so much is going into defense budget and not into... Well, the, the the real dichotomy of LA especially is the the wealth ratio mm-hmm. with all the celebrity money and yeah. the, the, just the ungodly amounts of money that people right. have. It, it's, it's the have and the have nots, yes. which we've talked about. Spectrum. Right. The yeah. middle class is pretty much eroding Non-existent here. in the country, but mm-hmm. especially in places like LA, San Francisco, yeah. right. New York, Chicago, your, your major yeah. urban cities. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I think that's what you start noticing is that, that, that family that two months ago had the house in the valley yeah. with two kids, they were just one mortgage payment away from being homeless and the father gets injured and he can't work anymore. And then and that's all it takes. It's that, And I think a lot of people just don't think about it. Right. Well, and then also make it easier to get jobs when you're homeless too, because the job process is not simple. Right. You know, I mean, you go in and you have to fill out an application. You can even put in your address because you don't even have an address. Right. So that already starts stigma. Stigma begins. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. But the good news is 
there's hope. Yeah. The services hope. are there. Yeah. There's lots of wonderful people that are compassionate and want, and they, they have a passion for doing this for, like we mentioned, they the case do. managers yeah. and social workers. And Franklin has, you know, graciously mentioned all these people's names yes. because he knows how wonderful they were to you. Yes. And I'm sure you've got people now that mention your name. And how they are still wonderful to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But now your you path. Know, it didn't end with me uh, getting housing. These people are still involved in my life. Which is yeah. wonderful. And he's paying it forward. Now you're paying it forward mm-hmm. with the work and that I'm you do. I'm paying it forward. I send people to Hollywood Community Housing Corporation yep. and they say Franklin sent me. Right. Mm-hmm. And then right away, Consuela Lopez, Courtney Jennings, Sarah, who's the director of Hollywood Community Housing Corporation, these people know me. Right. They not only know me, but they know other homeless people like mm-hmm. Kenji a neighbor of mine who goes out and provides uh, toothpaste and toothbrush for the homeless. Wow. He's going out tomorrow to talk to a transgendered homeless person. Because that, that's a whole new, yeah. quote, new yes. community of homelessness. I yeah. mean, not new, but, but you know, there there's a huge population of transgendered. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I um, at work, there were a lot of people because they come in for benefit services right. that are transgender. Mm-hmm. And I actually have got, I was able to convince some, many of them to come in for the HIV AIDS meeting. Nice. And talk with them and just talk about the difficulties of being transgendered and being looking for transgender mm-hmm. services. It's much more difficult versus men who have sex with men. Right. You know, and many times they get shoved into the men who have sex with men mm-hmm. instead of... A, a sexual identity as opposed right. to a gender identity, mm-hmm. which is two separate Things. issues, yeah. Yeah. which has been that way for so long. That's part of the problem, but... Which well, is someone we should get on and actually... Well, we will. I mean, it just... Person. Yeah, I mean, our, our mm-hmm. episodes will never run out. They will always evolve. There's always going to yeah. be... A service needed or whatever. Yeah, so, correct. well, Franklin, thank you so much for sharing your yeah. wonderful You're story. Angel, it's really a pleasure to meet you. Yes. And um, everything JW said about you. Is woohoo true. to Dr. Ryu. Yes. Who works at Branch Rider Clinic. Dr. Ryu. Ryu. Got it. Dr. Jenica Ryu. She. Um, Dr. Angel. <laughs> she works at the <laughs> clinic two days a week. Yeah. One day a week, she works at Skid Row. Wow. Yeah. And then the other two days a week, she's a professor at USC. God bless her. Teaching people about HIV. She's amazing. She's amazing. All these these people are the ones that should be getting the attention. They're the angels on earth. Not Lindsay Lohan and the Kardashians. Right. God bless them. But although the Kardashians did go down to Skid Row. (laughs) They did. And I did watch that episode for the first time just because I was so so moved by the fact that she brought you know that into people's living rooms that they've never seen before has she been back i don't know i haven't i haven't but i just the fact yeah that it no, raised awareness and exposure you, I that's, think that's what we're important. trying to, that's true yeah. and all yeah. all kidding aside yeah it is about a, uh, raising awareness yeah. and that's what they and they did yes they so did. god bless them yeah thank you so much You're jw thank you oh, my pleasure thank you um everyone please you know check out social media pages and we'll be back and also thank you to bs podcast networks uh every other thursday our shows are on and this is this one will be on yeah, sometime. Yeah, our associate producer, Brandon, here at Temple Bay. Yeah, we want to say welcome aboard to our new... Yeah. Thank you, JW. Sure. For, Brandon's been our technician yeah. for the, the time that we've been here, but now he's coming on board as a producer as well. So I'm very blessed to have all these very smart people around me. Yeah. So everyone, thank you so much. Be kind, be, be thankful for what you have, and much love. Gratitude. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to click on the banner ad entitled, You Won't Believe What These Child Stars Look Like Now. Be dissatisfied, and kind of sad, about how the child stars look. And now your computer is plagued by incessant pop-up ads. Oh, this can't be good. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 clickbait minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to GEICO. 
GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowners insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. <laughs> the GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.